Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Puck Off. I'm your host, Chris Nozick, joined by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Johnson, who can also be found on the Short Shift Pod. Andrew, it feels like forever since we last sat down together, and it's only been four days. How are you? I'm good. I'm real good. You know who isn't good? Pierre Dorian in the breadline. Ooh. Yeah. So... I, I started writing out an itinerary because, you know, I, I work and, and do other things. Um, and then the news dropped today about the Senators uh, losing a draft pick, first-round draft pick, uh, in wake of the... Evgeny Dodonov. Yeah, Dodonov, Dodonov, however you want to say his name. Basically, they neglected to send Vegas his no-trade his no trade clause and his uh, teams, and Vegas tried to trade him to Anaheim two years ago and um then the agent went you can't do that we said no and vegas looked like an idiot and now the league is saying ottawa you must pay mm-hmm. um first and all, ottawa said pierre dorian you must pay so i was gonna ask you my my, my first question is mm-hmm. um why did this take so long I don't know. It feels like this should have been cut and dry, right? I feel like this should have been done a year and a half ago. Like the league should have been like, we're going to chart. We're going to dock you a a first round pick and a fine because here's, here's where I come down on the punishment itself. Mm -hmm. Given the circumstances we are in today, I'm okay with the punishment where it's a first round pick. They get to choose between 24, 25 or 26 draft. That feels like a negotiated punishment, by the way. Um, I I feel like somebody negotiated. I'm not sure Ann Lauer did. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because he still seems pretty. No, pissed. Ann Lauer was like, I I we'll we'll get we'll get into that, but Ann Lauer seemed pretty pissed off in his press conference. Which um, did you not pay attention to what you were buying? Like well, apparently he's saying that, like, you know, I, I'm the one of the first things he said was, I'm really looking forward to not getting a bunch of calls from the from the league now. And I was told that this was a non-issue, that they just had to dot their I's and cross their T's. And then it just turned it turned into such a big thing. Nobody told me how big this was. So first Motherfucker. Of all, like, this is kind of your fault, bud, for like <laughs> first and foremost, shame on you because you were a minority owner in the Montreal Canadiens. So you knew about the situation. You knew that situations like this get punished. So, like, you should have done a little bit more digging, and you should have probably got it in writing from the league that this was put to bed. That way there you could come back and be like, no, 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 no. You told me before I bought the team that I wasn't going to be held accountable for their mistakes. And then you have a huge case. Now, there's precedent to this a little bit, too. So you have to look back at two major cases. The case against the Arizona Coyotes when John Chaka – illegally quote unquote because it's not illegal but it was illegal in the nf in nhl circles to have had workouts the way they did for draft choice for draft eligible players and the new jersey devils when they illegally signed kovalchuk to a 14-year contract now the precedent set by the new jersey devils is they can negotiate this down and i think they will I really think they will. I think the league looked at this and went, we're going to try to meet somewhere in the middle because we should have dealt with this sooner. I'm actually going to push back on that 
because when this was announced, the NHL said nobody will have any further comment on this time, which is why I think this was negotiated from something more serious. I, I don't think Ann Lauer is going to let it go because this penalty comes from one purpose and one purpose only. The Vegas mm-hmm. Golden Knights are still bitching. <laughs> Vegas made a point to say, hey, we had no idea that he had a no trade, that he had a no trade clause, which well, apparently was Dorian's fault. Well, that's just it. That that's or, or was problem. it? Should should these teams be aware? Well, like so so here's kind of the crux of it. Vegas first off traded for the player which they gave up, I believe it was uh, Nick Holden and a third. I could be wrong about the player, but I'm pretty sure that's what they gave up. And they took on money in this contract. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't make that deal. I promise you, Vegas does not make that deal if they know that there's a no movement or no trade clause with certain teams on it. Mm -hmm. Because the entirety of the purpose of them moving him to Anaheim was to dump his money. So they could bring on somebody else. They couldn't do that. So mm-hmm. it fucked them financially, literally, because they had to pay this player past when they were trying to move him. Mm-hmm. It also screwed with them on the cap because they couldn't move this player to bring in somebody else. So what Vegas's point is saying, we could have made the playoffs that year if we were able to make the right move. Oh, that's right. They missed the playoffs that year. Exactly. So they also missed what could have been two home gates in millions of dollars in revenue that year. Because that would have been their fourth year in existence. They would have sold out those two games. So that hit them financially there as well. Then, on top of that, the reason why they couldn't do this is because Pierre Dorian did not send the full information. It, he literally sent the email with one out of two attachments. Now, the question is, <laughs> did he do it because he's an idiot or did he do it to purposely fuck over Vegas? I have a feeling, just a gut feeling, he's just an idiot and doesn't know where the attach file button is on Outlook. <laughs> it, it, let's face it. The, That's, the guys that run that these is, ones, just don't the always thing. know. Here's the thing. That's the best case scenario in this situation. Either way, you should be fired. Either way, it's a fireable offense. People were saying, oh, why is Dorian Why is Dorian being fired? Why is Dorian being fired? He shouldn't be fired. He's made some really good moves. Da, 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 da. Here's why he should be fired. He fucked up. Well, he fucked up. But, okay, say he's an idiot. Say he's a fucking dumbass who doesn't know how to attach a file to Outlook. Say he's your boomer grandpa. Then I still don't want him running my franchise. Still don't want him running your franchise. Okay. Now say he intentionally misled Vegas. Can you do a general manager's job when your reputation with 31 other GMs is this guy's a snake? Nope. Not at all. And that's why firing him was obviously the right move from from Ann Lauer. That had to happen. Now, but before we even get to that, Ann Lauer's quote was actually before before you get into this. Ann Lauer's quote about it was hilarious, and it said it should cost him at the very least his job. And I looked at that quote and I was like, "Were you gonna fucking kill him? Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> no, I think what Ann Lauer's fighting for is uh, for it to be 
for the draft pick to be turned into a fine. And then he can make Dorian pay the fine because he's now suffering losses on an asset that he purchased due to someone else's negligence. Mm -hmm. And that either either negligence, like I'll, 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 you know what? Vegas has a bit of a reputation. I'll hold a little bit of room for Dorian being like, you know, let's be, let's be a little unprofessional here, even though like everybody hates Vegas, fuck Vegas. But on the well, other hand, I just fought this so much because that was also just after the Mark Andre Fleury with the, the the sword and all that stuff, which is why Vegas was super insistent on this wasn't our fault because of the reputation that they had around the league. Exactly. Now here here's here's one thing that um also plays into this because this isn't just a, a two party thing. What role does the agent play in this? Why didn't the agent tell them sooner? From now on, every agent is going to sit there every time a client is traded and be like, you know about this, right? You know about this, right? I mean, they sh- they, they they should. So they why would they do should be doing part? that? They should be doing that. Due diligence. Right. It And, and I know people want to sit there and be like, oh, anybody can pull up cap friendly. Yeah, but the clause is only kick in if the list is submitted. The, mm-hmm. A player can have literally a 29-team no-trade list, but if they don't submit it, it's irrelevant. They can get mm-hmm. traded anywhere. It's essentially waiving the no-trade clause. Right. Anybody, so, can pull up, anybody can pull up cap-friendly. Dude, if you're a general manager and be like, oh, what's his no-trade clause, and you're, you're Googling cap-friendly, get out. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of the yeah. rarest jobs in the world. Only 32 people on, in, on the universe can have it. If and if you're, you're using Puckpedia and Cap Friendly, nothing against Puckpedia and Cap Friendly. They're awesome resources. Oh, I love like using those. Listen, step aside. I, right. I, I, hmm. There shouldn't be people out there with a higher drive to be like, hmm, you know what? By using Puckpedia and Cap Friendly and Hockey Reference, I can put together a better team than this general manager. Can you imagine a guy like Billy Garrett? Oh, an elite like, prospect. Okay, I have 69 million. I, I'm sorry. And and elite prospects too. Gotta give them a little shout out too. Because yep. they do a great job. Awesome. Can you imagine a guy like like a guy like Billy Garrett being like, uh, how am I gonna navigate this? How am I gonna navigate this 69 million dollar cap here in the offseason? Oh, I know. And he pulls up the fucking team builder from Cap Friendly. Right. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> it seems like something that you would have seen in um uh Moneyball. Green <laughs> <laughs> just pulls it up and he's like, all right, if I do this, what's my cap hit gonna be? Crap, I'm over. How can I fix this? Well, pull up hockey reference. Let's see. I need to get a 97 save percentage in the aggregate. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> So if you're saying just pull up cap friendly, you're missing the point. <laughs> right. So here's my thought. One, if I'm Ann Lauer, first of all, if I'm Ann Lauer, I, I, if I'm the league, I look at him. I know why the league said there's no comment because they want to look at Ann Lauer and be like, shut the fuck up. You're losing one draft pick and you have the flexibility of deciding when. You're losing one draft pick and we're lo- and you're lucky we're not taking this year's. Right. You get to decide whether it's 24, 25, or 26. And right now it's looking like you want to keep 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So buzz off. Second of all, you were involved in the league when this happened. This this isn't like, you know, Mark Cuban just was like, oh, there's an NHL team for sale. Let me just cut a check and buy it. And all of a sudden he's like, wait, what the fuck happened two years ago? No, no, no. And Lauer's Here's been the thing, around. though. If Mark Cuban did that, oh. here's the thing, though. If, if Mark Cuban did that, he'd be like, okay, the Ottawa Senators are for sale. Is it two years ago? What's going on with them right now? And he would he would flip through everything. Right. And like, he would get it in writing. And Lauer doesn't have an excuse. No, not at all. That's my point. That's my point. And with like him claiming ignorance is a really bold move. Dorian deserved to be fired. 100% Dorian deserved to be fired. Oh yeah, but, and no reason, but that that was a that was a hard press conference to get through. If for no he, other reason, fire him for this. Yeah, I will credit I will credit him for one thing, massively that he did right. Mm. Everything under wraps for Shane Pinto. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and but that, even then he was like, well, all this you know, you have a guy like Wayne Gretzky greatest hockey player of all time that's hucking and shucking mgmbet.com and you have a 22 year old millionaire who's bored on his phone what do you think he's gonna do he was defending it he was defending it because he's trying to like but here he's, he's trying, trying to smooth to it over face. i know what he's trying to do well, he's yeah. also trying to save face for the fact that he fucked this up <laughs> he fucked this up he knew he fucked this up to a degree he may sit there and go, it was a simple mistake. My bad. But like. Not only did he fuck up, but he put the blame up. on everybody else. Right. You put the blame on everybody else. You're trying to sit there and be like, well, we were running a skeleton through, crew through COVID. Okay. So we're 32 other teams. 31 other teams. But my point 30, is. 30 other teams. You should have You're the general manager who got this guy on payroll. You should know what his clauses are in his contract especially right. for no trade or no movement even if you don't know the teams I, i'm not saying he needed to know how many what teams were on the list or how many he should have known hey this guy came with a no trade clause i've got to let vegas know if they care then i'll have to dig it up <laughs> because vegas for all intents and purposes, they may have looked at it and said, oh, it's an eight-team no-trade list. We can work around that. Send them over anyway. We'll do the deal. Mm -hmm. They may not have. They probably wouldn't have done it for Nick Holden in the third. And I'm pretty sure, I'm like 98% sure that's what the deal was. Well, when he was traded, when he was, but here's the thing. So here's the, the confluence of events that happened. Ottawa trades him to Vegas. The trade to Vegas is perfectly legal. It was when yes. Vegas traded him to Anaheim. And right. Anaheim the league said, no move. right, because the, the, the agent stepped in and said, they're on our no our no trade clause list. And Vegas went, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then and they were like, Anaheim never told us about that. And Anaheim's like, oh, they never submitted it. And then and, and his agent was like, yes, we did. Here we go. I've got proof. I've got. Who did you submit it to? P and and then it was who did you submit it to? And you said we submitted it to Pierre Dorian because that's who signed him to the contract. And his agent and his agent was like, oh. <laughs> all in all, shame on the league. This punishment should have come out three months after the incident occurred. Yeah, they and like I said, it seems cut and dry. Like, what were we waiting for? Did then was the negotiation that contentious? I think the league was trying to make it go away and Vegas sat there and said, no, we will not rest until something occurs. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling, 
I think something was going on in the organization where Ann Lauer was like, I want a reason to get rid of Dorian, but I don't have a legitimate reason to get rid of him when I bought the team. Mm-hmm. Shane Pinto thing's not really a good reason to get rid of him because he didn't do Dorian didn't do anything wrong. If mm-hmm. anything, Dorian looks good in that situation. So now this is Ann Lauer going, listen, I'm pissed because I'm losing a draft pick. I still want to fire my GM. Yeah. And he can be mad. And both things can be true. Right. He can be pissed he's losing a draft pick because what he what I, I don't blame him if his argument is. I fired the guy who fucked up. He wasn't my guy who fucked up. So I shouldn't have to suffer. It was the old owner. So I get where he's coming from. I have a feeling based on precedent from the New Jersey Devils incident, there may be more negotiation in this. They may end up lowering the draft pick uh, or extending the window when they can pick from. And maybe extending it to like 2028 and saying, listen, we'll give you five years to pick from instead of three. Just something to make Ann Lauer go, all right, I got a little bit of a win. They're certainly not winning on the ice. No, no. Very, very disappointing to start the season. Now with a new general manager, do you think they start to look to make some moves? Do Do you think they even look to like sign Pinto at this point? That contract's going to be prorated, so it's not going to cost that much cash. We talked about that last week. Yeah, no, exactly. And and mm. they're only going to owe him half the money because he's missing the other half of the season. This is one of those. This is one of those situations. Well, another one of these situations where being an RFA, I don't want to say screws the player, but kind of is advantageous towards the team. He doesn't have a contract, but because he's an RFA, he's still technically an employee of the team which is why he could be suspended for 41 games and why they were able to retroactively do it. Yeah. Right. But if he was a, if he wasn't, if he was a unrestricted free agent, like the suspension would start if a play, if a team decided to sign him. Right. And and that's, that kind of hurts him Mm -hmm. because now he will get half the money, play half the year. And still be fucked over. So no, so I think I think they I think they will try to I think they will try to sign him. I think so. They cleaned out the front office except for Dorian. So everybody who's in there right now, right now, as of right now, because Dorian's gone, is in Lauer's guys. Uh, President of President of Hockey Ops is Steve Steos. He well, he's not in Lauer's dude. And and he's he's taking over as interim general. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Pinto gets a contract like by the end of the week, just so yeah. they can put that to bed. They'll be yeah. like, "What was your okay? Here's eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Here's a contract for the year. Shut up, sign it, go away. We'll see you in January. Come back in hockey shape, and we'll address everything else going into next year." Right. Like that. That's pretty much where they're at right now. Because they mm-hmm. want to move on from all of this fuckery. Mm-hmm. And Shane Pinto, unfortunately, is caught up in some of the stuff that's not his fault. Now, where they're at seventh place in the division. Let's start at the Atlantic, because I know we're about halfway through the show. Actually, um, do you have any final thoughts on the Ottawa situation? Uh, I think I've I think I've elocuted all of my thoughts. There are still there's still a dumpster fire. Until until they start straightening themselves out, new ownership, 
Melnick's gone. The daughters are out. Yeah. I mean, the daughters weren't really didn't really do anything. They were just like, I just get this. We don't want this anymore. Yeah, yeah. sell the asset. Sell the asset. Yeah, sell so Mortimer. Like, sell. Um, now, no, no, I don't have any more thoughts. But they're they're still a dumpster fire, and they they still got to write the ship. And you know that this off season, we're a month into the season, and this is all this has already happened. Real quick, just hmm. we'll do some quick yes or no on this one. Do you think that this situation may have hurt? some of the other players in the purchase of the Ottawa Senators' interest, i.e. a group that was set up who was willing to bid a, mil- a billion dollars for it, looked at it and went, we might see retribution for something we didn't do. Never mind. We aren't going to go that high. We're out. Sure. sure. But but Ann Lauer claims that, like, you know, that they, that they, he was told it was nothing and that he was missed and that that was a misleading that that was a misleading statement by the NHL. And if he can prove it, he's got something in the court of law and that'll be very interesting. Oh, I don't oh think he, I don't think he'll go that far because he's waited this long to become an owner and they they can prove they gave up a better deal to get this guy in. So right. he's I should- thought. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I mean, Gary Bettman can be Gary Bettman can lack common sense, but people forget Gary Bettman was a lit, Gary Bettman was a litigation was a litigation expert before he was a before he was a uh, commissioner. And he proves it in all of his paperwork. Everything, everything. The dude is the dude. You look at him, and it's like if you screamed the word lawyer, and the word came out of your mouth and landed next to you, and then turned into a person, they would look like Gary Bettman. Would be Gary Bettman. So, (laughs) but real quick, just another yes or no question, because we're talking about dumpster fires, and I want to get this question off the docket real quick. And then we're going to go to a a quick uh, commercial read for our sponsors, and then we'll come back, and we will dissect all four divisions to a certain degree uh real quick two goals in 28 games for alex ovechkin are you worried about his chase for the goals record two goals uh 28 ga- two goals his last 28 games uh dating back no, to last no. season two goals this year in eight games in eight, eight games eight oh, points, okay six of them are assists okay and um what just dropped today is nicholas backstrom is stepping away from hockey because of injury that the hip resurfacing surgery is such a crapshoot. Sucks, but you know. Uh, am I worried? Um, I think he'll turn it on. But man, he's looked super slow to start the year. Super slow. Like he can't get to his spot. They're blocking the spot. What a con! I- they finally figured it out after seventeen years. I wonder. This is my my only worry, my only counter to the to potentially worrying. I wonder mm-hmm. if Backstrom was forcing it so much that him stepping away will almost be addition by subtraction because you're taking out someone who's not at game level and putting in someone like instead of putting Ovechkin with Ellenstrom is now going to be his is now going to feed him. I was just going to say instead of putting him with Kuznetsov or uh, Backstrom and forcing. Backstrom, who's let's say probably 55% healthy, you now put Ovechkin with a 100% healthy or 98% healthy Dylan Strom. 
I wonder if we start to see something pop and click there. But it does make you wonder, this isn't the pace he needs to be on to break Gretzky's record. So mm-hmm. if this year, like, if their focus of get Ovechkin goals proves to be this ineffective, oh boy, is he screwed. Mm-hmm. Because now you have built a team whose lone goal is the goals. And if the goals aren't falling, you've not only failed in your team construction, you've failed in your goals. <laughs> yep. You failed everything. So oh, with that man. being said, I think I'll turn it on because he's a freak. Alex Ovechkin's a fucking freak. He'll he's figure it out, but I well. guess the question now becomes what's your over under on goals for Ovechkin for the season? 35. Would you take the over? I'd be apprehensive at this point, but I'd say 35. I'd say 35. I'd take 35, and but I wouldn't. I don't think I'd go over than that. Uh, yeah, my range would be somewhere in that 33 to 38 range, mm-hmm. just because we've seen when he gets hot, he'll yeah, he'll right. he'll get hot and get seven goals in three games. I just he still has that shot, but again, he looks very slow and he hasn't really. Yeah. I just don't see it yeah. right now, though. So it'll take. It's going to be work. a race against time because we, as we all know, Father Time's undefeated. Hundred percent. So let's throw it over to our sponsors. We got a new sponsor in there, uh, Raycon and DraftKings. So we'll throw it over for those guys to jump in the show real quick. And when we get back, it's a divisional breakdown. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds? And packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You haven't heard us talk about Raycon just yet, but time we talk about them now. Uh, Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with a 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra-filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price that other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit just a bit early, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowd and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. 
and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this November. Pats are playing again on Sunday. I'm not sure I'm going to take them in that game, but I wouldn't. <laughs> get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources welcome back to puck off uh this is the part of the show uh we tend to get a little straight in what division do you want to start in today andrew i want to start in the pacific because i like pain i like looking at pain the pacific is pain the Uh, pacific division is pain it's nothing but pain (laughs) not unless you're a golden knight if you're a golden knight, you're sitting pretty. Everything else, oh boy. So you got real quick, we'll run through it because as of today, Wednesday, November 1st, I can't believe it's already November, by the way. Uh you I, got Jesus Christ. You got Vegas, Vancouver, LA, Anaheim, Seattle, Edmonton, Calgary, San Jose. Now, there's not much to say about San Jose at the bottom. They suck. They're supposed to. I actually saw someone in a Sharks group that I'm in try to say they should fire Quinn as head coach. Why? He's doing his job. He's doing – well, you know what? His de- his defense was these guys can score goals, and I'm like, no, they can't. You don't have the goal scorers on this team that you think you do. If they could score goals, they would be scoring goals. They've scored nine goals in nine games. They've scored nine goals and given up 35. And given up 35. Now, poor Mackenzie Blackwood, poor Capo Kakinen. Like, well, here's how bad it's been. Here's how bad it's been. Mackenzie Blackwood is top half in the league in goals saved above expected. By how much? He's already he's already at plus 3.5. Is that in, per in, uh Hang on. If that is per game, that is not per game. That is not per game. But, but that's in six games. Wow. So that's two. You said 3.5. Yeah. Basically half a goal a game that he's not allowing that he should. Yep. What? I wonder what Kokkinen's stat is. I don't know what Kokkinen's stat is, but, but Blackwood has been outstanding and he's still getting pumped. That's how bad the team in front of him in front of him has been. You know what? I I I, I know we're gonna get to them, but call Toronto. <laughs> um 
they kind of need a they they need goaltending. And and I know it's within the division, but you can also call Edmonton. They could really use a goaltender. If you're Toronto, do you see what you have in Wall first? Uh, I would rather have Wall Blackwood. That's a good combo. It is. I, I, I'm not hating on, on Joseph Wall. I'm saying this is Joseph Wall's net, but look what Mackenzie Blackwood is capable of doing. We saw this in, in New Jersey when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie mm-hmm. Blackwood, when he's healthy, is almost elite in this league. The problem is he's, he's, got he's a, just never been healthy. Well, that and he's got a shitstorm in front of him right now that can't mm-hmm. tell its ass from its elbow. <laughs> like they are a minus 26 and none of it is on the goaltender. They are, yeah. they have zero wins on the season. They have a 0.056 point percentage. Mm-hmm. Sell baby. Sell. Remember what, remember the record, the, the record for lowest in it, lowest in a uh, oh, modern okay. season is 24 points. Yep. Or <laughs> Wow. I and mean, guess who set that? The Sharks. The 92-93 San Jose Sharks. They are chasing themselves. They are chasing Who actually own. made the playoffs the next year? So, you know, maybe this is a good good omen. Now, Calgary sits in seventh. And supposedly, now, Lindholm and Hannafin's camps are saying timeout on the, on the contract talks. No, no, no. no. Their camps aren't saying timeout. The, the, the organization is. I was like, we're say, not, we're not the organization not anything. Well, no, 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 no. The, the, it's been reported that both sides have said they're pausing the negotiations. One day it was the team. The next day it was the players. And they were like, no, no, no. Both sides have sat there and been like, no, 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 no. We're pausing this. But we're, we're pushing the pause on this. No, we're doing it. No, we're so, doing it. So, one, who do you believe? Uh, honestly, honestly, usually I wouldn't say this, but considering the circumstances, I kind of believe Calgary. I, where I think they misjudged who they are. Yes. <laughs> and yes. they're like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now here's my, we, we have made a severe miscalculation. Here's a, a, a quick question for you too, because I know you were talking about uh, the the Daryl Sutter effect. How hot is the Ryan Huska seat right now? Because every everybody, including you, said Daryl Sutter, Daryl Sutter, Daryl Sutter. Mm-hmm. A little bit of goaltending. Markstrom wasn't quite there. Markstrom's been amazing for him. Daryl mm-hmm. Sutter's been gone. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck is the problem? Well, Nikita Zadorov, um kind of uh address that did you hear about that what when he said we just suck oh no no not just that he said we're bullshit right now and we just suck which you know nikita zadorov is a fucking gem of a soundbite one of the few but he also said he also said straight up last year it was daryl this year we don't have that excuse right well, so he admits, he admits he admits last year it was Daryl. Last year it was Daryl. This year we have nothing to fall back on. We're right. in trouble. But he also called it an excuse, which yeah. means this was there. Daryl Sutter made it worse. Yeah. So there's something there now. Craig Conroy obviously just recently took over as GM, so it's not exactly like this is all his team, but like. Buddy, you got some decisions to make. 
because you Jonathan got... Huberdeau Jonathan Huberdeau is a minus 10. Nasheem Kadri is a minus 11. Only one regular who has played every game is a positive player and that's Walker Dewar. Sit. Yeah, that's that's not good. Sell. This is another team that should be selling. Now, shout I mean, good job on them for snagging AJ Greer off the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Like that that's a solid pickup for him. He but, scored in the Heritage Classic. Good for him. That that tells me that Craig Conroy is still looking at this going, there. this isn't done. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he's going to have teams that want to work with him as far as what he wants to get, what he wants to give up. Because a lot of the teams that it makes sense for him to try and get a player from, like the player itself, most of them are in division. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, well, the, well, the bot, like they said, like I said, the bottom of the Pacific's a fucking, just a fucking trash fire. San Jose is, might be the worst team, might be the worst team the NHL has seen in 30 years. Calgary is just yikes. Edmonton, Edmonton, what is up with them? It, it, defense and goaltending. Their defense has switched over to a zone defense, kind of like what the Bruins play, and they can't mm-hmm. handle it. They don't have the talent, they don't have the ability. Their defensemen are just not built for that kind of system. It mm-hmm. it sucks to see, but also, you know, the, the couple games, it was only a couple games that McDavid missed, but still, that doesn't help. You know, they came out of the gate slow to score, McDavid and Dreisaitl, so that set them back. And oh, by the way, their goaltending still sucks like a vacuum. Skinner has an 863, Campbell has an 878, and they basically split the season thus far. Yeah, it's not good at no. all. Although, I just had a thought because we were talking about in-division trades and stuff. Yep. Calgary, Vancouver, Connor Garland for Noah Hannafin straight up. The money works. The money works. But if you're Vancouver right now, Connor Garland is... He's got two. Uh, he's got this year and next year. Hannafin is done mm-hmm. after this year. And Garland only has two points in nine games. So it's not like, and they've been trying to trade Garland for a while too. Yeah, they have, they have, but it looks like, but it looks like just in a, in a weird way. And I kind of, I kind of, I predicted, I predicted this. I, I thought that they had a really good chance to make the playoffs. That offense is carrying them right now. Oh yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Now, if they were to make a move like that, your left, your left side goes Quinn Hughes, Noah Hannafin. I'm good with that. I'm good with that if I'm Vancouver. Your right side goes Tyler Myers, Philip. Oh well, Heronic is playing well with um, with with Hughes. Mm-hmm. So it would probably be Hannafin and like Carson Susi. Mm-hmm. But that really helps their depth, and it helps Vancouver because they've been trying to move on from Connor Garland from um yeah from Garland for a while. It it just it it's not unfair. It helps both teams, and it gives Noah Hannafin a little bit of. Well, he has a no. He has an eight-team no trade list. So, barring Vancouver being on that, which it might know, be, we know the clause has to be attached to the email. So, it just no. Nah, just don't tell him. Apparently, that works yeah, for a year. It works for a year and a half. Yeah, by the time that happens, both players will be on different teams, new contracts. And uh, probably one team will have new ownership or new GM and everybody will just say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just, just a thought there. 
because that would improve Vancouver, would mm-hmm. certainly make them a lot more competitive because, well, like you said, they're not out of the playoff race. You know, we were talking. I, I didn't mean, think no one is this time of no. year. No, but I mean, nine games in, San Jose's out of it, but that's beside the point. I mean, I, I mean, we I were mean. talking about it coming into the year. I mean, San Jose is making a case for relegation. I'm just yeah. saying. Right. Bring up the best team from the AHL. Let's see. Bring up the Barracuda, there. and I bet they would have a win by now. Coachella Valley, or whatever it is for. Um, oh, hell yeah. Who won it last year with Joey DeCoe? I love Coachella Valley. <laughs> anyway, I think the Kings are kind of where they are. And I tease who they are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris, I want to give a little bit of a to you. Anaheim's looking decent. I think they could make the playoffs. I got to see a little bit. They had a good month. They had a good month. That's how it starts. Well, here's the thing they also started out really bad and they've turned it around. They had a great come from behind win against the Bruins. Sad face for Boston fans, I know. But that win showed a lot of character in this team. Mm -hmm. This team looks very different with Carlson in versus out of the lineup. Mm -hmm. If they're hedging him early, I have a feeling he's going to be playing well enough that they can't keep him out later. I was going to ask that question. Like They've made a deal. They've made a big deal about this approach that they're taking with him. Do you get to a point like say um say you're like two weeks out from the trade deadline and you're still kind of hovering around that wild card spot? You know who he helps go? Hmm. Mason McTavish. They have great chemistry. You you want McTavish to be f- firing on all cylinders, you're gonna keep Carlson in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, a resurgence from Frank fucking Vetrano. Two hat tricks already. What are we talking about? This kid can find the. I mean, no one ever said he couldn't. Like, but seriously, he's right up there in goal scored this year. As a, t- I, I think he's literally leading. I think he's tied for the lead with uh, no. Debrinket. Mm-hmm. So, but, but who the fuck would have thought of that? So that that is something as a fan that- of a team, as a fan of a team who's going to be buying at the trade deadline. I am praying for their downfall. Right, Toronto's going to be a wicked, ta- wicked target. Right. The problem is, is if the Ducks are in it, oh boy, can they make some noise? Mm-hmm. And and the Ducks, uh, Lucas Dostal too. We're going to. They may have found their goalie of the future now. Oh, for sure. We're going to switch over. You know who else is making a push for it too? The Coyotes. They hold firm fun. at five hundred. They're Dead fun. Center they are in fun. the central. I want to get over to the central because we're going to spend so much time on the east, but the central, the Blackhawks are what we thought they were. St. Louis is is nothing the team. St. Louis is fuck Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always um, forever. They'll be sellers, but I'm not sure players will move because because they can't. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have, yeah and those clauses are simple no movement nope not waving it they get to, um, to tory krug where, where armstrong was like tory could you wave your no trade clause for philly and tory was like nope <laughs> although he might be regretting that because philly's up there they we'll get were, to them we'll get to them we'll get well to they them. started out strong if, if he was there they, they'd be doing better let's put it that way 
Yeah, uh, right. Minnesota's biggest issue is goaltending, which is ironic because Gustafson and Flurry were so good last year. Sophomore slump for Gustafson. Holy shit, that is. Do you think but... they look to move Flurry? You gotta right. You have you to. Gotta. You gotta. Well, you gotta. Wallstat. Wallstat. Goalies are voodoo. Well, you, you gotta get Wallstat. Wallstat needs to be in the NHL. You gotta get Wallstat in there. Like mm-hmm. this, this is one of those teams where I sit there and I go, why aren't they? Well, obviously, fifteen million dollars of dead cap money, but why aren't they running a three goaltender tandem the way like Buffalo is? Now they're out. Oh, not running it effectively, to be fair. No, they're not. But De- well, Devin Levi's just not ready, and for whatever yeah. reason, they don't want to put him down in the American Hockey League, which is mm-hmm. stupid because. It also doesn't help that their offense has gotten out to such a slow start. It's picking up, but yeah, yeah. It, it was atrociously bad for a while. But yeah, but they yeah, were Minnesota to win game zero to zero. Yeah, Minnesota, but Minnesota, I, you 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 got to you got to move Flory sooner rather than later. I I would say by December he's gone. If Billy Gammon is smart, could we finally see Flurry in Edmonton? Because Dylan and I. Four years ago, were screaming that deal into the mic when he was when when Flurry was with Vegas, and we knew that he wasn't going to go there because Western Conference. But right. then they deal him over to Chicago, and we're like, "It's an easy flip, it's an mm-hmm. easy as flip." And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. But. Uh, the Predators are pretty much where we thought they were. No one's scoring. Well, I can't say no one's scoring, but they're a minus one in goal differential, which is kind of weird because they have Tristan Jari. But, like, I want to make a real quick comment about Arizona before we move on. Yes. And I think you mean UC Saros. But I'm sorry. Who did I say? Tristan Jari. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we'll talk about Tristan Jari in the East. They have yeah. uh, UC Saros. Sorry. I want to make a quick comment about Arizona. Do you want to know how fun they are? Can you imagine Imagine this game? Mullet Arena, College Arena, 5,000 people screaming, probably drunk, most of them. They just had a game. <laughs> they just had a game where they had dual Gordie Howe hat tricks. Yes. Liam O'Brien and Jack McBain. Jack McBain is really coming around this year, and Liam O'Brien mm-hmm. is putting the puck in the net. How long does that last? <laughs> Honestly, like Arizona and Anaheim both scream a team that once the confidence is there, they're going to sit there and go, why the fuck can't we do this? Everybody's counting on us out, but why? We can we can hang with them. We're 500 if we're Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the Ducks aren't that much. Like they're five and four. They're above 500. And they have a positive goal differential. Carl Vomeka has a 926 save percentage. We are who we've been telling you he is. Here's a question for you. If Arizona holds true to the four spot, if Anaheim holds true to the four spot, we're having conversations about Dostal and Vomelka for Vesna. True or false? Um true because right now i mean gibson's playing well too gibson gibson's playing okay he's been he's been okay he's been okay dostal has been nine uh, post 920 save percentage he's been great and they've been doing a split they've been doing a straight split so far 
Now we're talking about the goaltending and, and mm-hmm. real quick, just to wrap it up, Winnipeg, Yo. they're going to be interesting because they're not playing consistently. So they're going to fall below the line. They're going to go above the line. They're going to, they're just going to be that all year. They're going to be who they've been the last like two, three years. We need to, we need to see more from them to see if they can hold because the teams they're, they're winning, they're, they're leading against Arizona and Nashville. Like everybody had Minnesota penciled in for the three spot. Mm-hmm. And they're not there yet. They're not even close to there yet. So Winnipeg could steal that three spot, but at the same time, they could very easily drop it to Arizona or Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in I wouldn't worry about St. Louis or Chicago. Colorado and Dallas, they're just going to be jockeying probably one or two points, three points apart all year. That's going to be a dogfight all year, and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, but... We were uh, we were talking about the Vesna. Um, could we actually see Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman split it? I mean, I, this, I told this you start by them has been unreal. I told you, remember, you leaned in and said he's not saying they're going to win the division, and I said, "Shut up, yes, I am." I told you. Boston was going to win the division because of goaltending and defense. And they would be fine when it came to scoring. It would, it would work itself out up front. Quick quiz. Two quick quizzes about Boston. Sure. How many goals have they given up so far? Uh, Let's see. They average one per game, nine games. I want to say 11. 14, very close. 14. 14. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they had the four-goal game the other night. Yep, 14. How – and here's here's a, here's a big quiz for you. Everybody's saying that their offense is going to be lethargic all year. We just finished the first month of the season. Name the teams that have scored at least three goals in every game. There have been three of them. Name them. I know Boston's one. Yep. Um, I want to say – Colorado is another. Nope, no, they got shut out consecutively. I know New Jersey's one. Yep. And I'm trying to think of the third. Is it Detroit? I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. They are also unbeaten in regulation. Dallas. Vegas. Vegas. Damn it. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes Vegas, sense. New Jersey. And Boston are the only teams in the NHL that have scored at least three goals in every game this season so far. You want to know the funny part, too? Hmm. With two points ahead of Boston, 19, Vegas is in first for the President's Trophy. Hmm. But they have Boston has a game in hand. <laughs> We're already talking about games in hand, Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I, my biggest thing is, is I told you they were going to win this division. Now, let me ask you this. Have you seen anything to prove me wrong? Whether it's from Boston or any of the other teams in this division. Detroit hasn't had, hasn't had the goaltending. Reimer and Huso, they, they, they need goaltending if they want, if, if they want to take that next step, they needed to improve that goaltending. I have a feeling they will be in the market for one. Yeah. Um, but I also have a feeling they're looking at it going our shooting percentage, which is the exact same point you made about the Seattle Kraken from mm. last year. Their mm. shooting percentage at one point was like 30% for Debrinket and for Larkin. That's going down. It's going to go down. 
So I think what they're going to do is they're going to look at it and say, where are we when that water finds its level? Mm -hmm. Because if that comes back to earth, I mean, Montreal's in third. Who the fuck saw that coming? Uh, I don't even think Martin St. Louis sees it coming. This is a smoke and mirrors team right now. They're being outscored right now. They are the, they are a minus two. They are only two teams in this division are negative goal differential. Do you know which two they are? Montreal and Florida, Montreal and Florida. And that Mm -hmm. minus one for Florida is because they just lost to Boston. (laughs) Montreal is going to find its level. Like Montreal, like, Maltempo and Allen have been unfucking real so far. Unreal. Yeah, who, who, who would have saw that coming? Yeah, right. They've they they've been outstanding, but that's gonna but that's gonna that's gonna find its level. Also, I'm gonna mea culpa, Jonas Johansson. I will send you cards. I will send you Christmas cards. I will send you whatever you want. I am so sorry that I just insulted you your dog, your family. I said on this air, you are not an NHL goaltender. And you were like, shut up. Tampa, he's Tampa an Bay. NHL goaltender, but he's not a great NHL goaltender. He's been now, great for them. <laughs> here's the thing. Tampa Bay and Toronto both have a 6-1-1 point percentage. They both have 11 points. So they're essentially tied for fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. All right. You can see, you can literally see them both moving up in the standings mm-hmm. because they're getting their shit figured out. Mont- uh, Toronto's problem, goaltending. Throw Joseph Wall in there, and that looks to be pretty, I don't want to say pretty well solved, but it's, it's, minimized. It's, it's, it's a good stopgap right now. Minimized is how I would position it. 942 save percentage. That's not going to last, but it's a good start. It's a hell of a start. And you know what? That's where I say Toronto's going to find its level. They're going to come up to second. I I really do think they're going to go on a streak at some point, and you're going to see them score a massive amount of goals over like a 10-game streak, and they're going to go like 8-0-2 or something like that, and they're just going to skyrocket up the standings. The question will be, can Montreal and Detroit hold serve? I don't think so. That's the part that I don't have faith in. Now, Florida, we just saw them up close and personal play the Bruins. They, they're they fighting so hard, but my God, do they miss Ekblad and Montour. And they're going to miss Bennett again. And Bennett just went down again. And someone else got banged. Oh, OEL got banged up thanks to that cheap shot from Charlie McAvoy. Completely deserved, by the way. The hit or the suspension? The suspension. Okay. Um, Not the hit. No, 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 no. The hit totally uncalled for. Now, I I saw someone referencing a hit towards uh, Trent Frederick up in the head, and the only one I could think of was when he got himself with his own stick coming across the He got himself with his own stick and his head snapped back. I remember that one. Right, but was there any other hit that went against Frederick? up? Not that I I saw. Nope. That's what I thought, and I was like, he got himself on that one. So, Yes, it was a bit of a chippy game, but McAvoy, you got to be better. Keep your head, especially if you're going to have a letter on your sweater on the front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So much deserved suspension. He, they, I think the league got that one right. I hate, yeah. I hate to say it. They get a lot of things wrong, but that one, they just got it right. If, 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 you can't, if you can't admit that they get something right, then there's no, there's no basis for when you say that they get something wrong. Right. 
yes, it was a chippy game. Yes, the officiating was inconsistent, we'll call it. There's There were some missed calls. There was a point where Pasternak skated through the crease and was tripped. Like, yes, they, they fucked up some. But you got to be able to say they got this one right. Because mm-hmm. they did. Now, here's my other question for you. Over in the Metro, you want to talk about misjudging players. Where did this Jonathan Quick come from? This man has perfected the art of, I don't give a fuck about preseason. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> 982 save percentage. It's three games. They've he's played three games. He has a 0.41 goals against average. Yeah, but he, he has also got what one shutout? And he's got a shutout, yes. So I don't see it lasting. That's the thing. I feel like this is, this is a dead cat bounce. <laughs> I think this is him sitting there going, I've got a last little bit of wind because the regular season started. I'm playing for the team I loved growing up and the caffeine's kicked in and it's going to plummet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what? Well, you know what happens after the caffeine kicks in? Right. And you get the shits. (laughs) Um, like I said, this is one where I think I said the devils could accidentally win the division because what'll end up happening is a little bit of, you know, kind of flip flopping there. And and I think Carolina will be in the mix, but what the fuck is going on in their goal? They gotta, they gotta, they gotta clean some shit up and quick. Well, they have Kochekov playing for Tampa Bay's farm team. And they had Kochekov come up. Well, because uh, Anderson was hurt. Yes. There and are so he, many. Teams. And he, he did not do himself any favors. No, I heard they were cooling off on him as far as how high they were on him. And, and now it makes sense. But here's Four, the thing. He's under three goals contract. against 836 save percentage. He's he's under contract. Why not deal him to he's a contract for the next three seasons? Right. If you're if you're off on this guy, right? It's kind of like what we were saying with Buffalo with UPL. If you're mm-hmm. off on the guy because you think you have somebody better, then you move on from him. Now, Boston is making it work because Bussy looks well okay down in Providence. So it, it's it's going to be an interesting rest of the regular season. This is, we got to preface this. This is about the 10 game mark. Let's see what the next 10 games bring in. This is called the Sinden line. Harry Sinden once said the best way to get a snapshot of your team is to look at it through 10 game intervals. Well, we're, uh, we're almost uh, just about an eighth of the way through the season. That's right. A tenth of the way through the season because they're at eight games, but we are we're seeing promising things from teams that we weren't expecting. I don't expect Buffalo to stay in the basement. They had. I also don't expect Pittsburgh to remain the worst team in the Eastern Conference. That might stay true, but Buffalo had a solid, solid performance against Colorado the other day when they shut them out. UPL UPL looked phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. He is looking at this Devin Levi situation going, get the fuck out of my net. (laughs) You ain't ready yet, kid. That's what (laughs) Buffalo needed him to do. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it. If they can get a UPL Devin Levi battle going, like in the same friendly manner that you have Allmark and Swayman in Boston, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to come up with a, a rank of goalie, tandems at some point obviously we know who number one is but some of these other ones like 
I mean, even what you're seeing in Florida, like Bobrovsky's just, he's not the problem this year. But he's not the solution either. No, no. Uh, but you know who's playing well in Auto- for Ottawa is Matt Sin- so, uh, so, so, Sogard. Is that how it's pronounced? Sogard in the minors? Mad Sogard, yep. Yep, he's playing, he's playing well, well in Bellevue. Bellevue. So, Belleville, excuse me. And, and Corpusalos played well. And uh, Anton Forsberg is bouncing back from the double ACL injury. Very, good very for him. Good. Fucking good, good for him, man. You gotta see it. I do see Pittsburgh staying in the basement. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about Pittsburgh when they're still in the basement next week. Um, working. When, on- when do you fire? When do you fire Sully? Uh, Twenty-five game mark. Why wait? Um. Just if in- you're Kyle Dubas, you want to make a mark on this team. You already tr- did it with the Eric Carlson deal. People obviously have stopped responding to him. There is Who's still you- a chance that you can pull them up from their bootstraps. Columbus ain't that good. Washington ain't that good. Philly's kind of fool's gold a little bit. They're bringing back down to earth. Islanders are what they are. Fourth place is still in the taking, which which could be a playoff spot. But here's the question. Who are you going to replace them with? Go it get Bruce It may not matter. It might not. Sullivan and not Sullivan. Someone not Mike Sullivan. I, if I'm Dubis though, I'm looking at it going, there needs to be some consistency. I just shipped guys out to bring Carlson in. Let me give them a little bit of a chance. I just don't know if 10 games, like, that's why you said, how, when do you do it? I look at the 25 game mark because if we're here, then yes, you got to pull the trigger. There's a ripcord. You got to do it because there's still time left at 25 games. If you're still here, if they start to turn it around, you don't want to pull that ripcord. Mm-hmm. And Mike Sullivan has that kind of pedigree where he can do it. So, so you, you, think he's earned, you think you think he's earned the chance, earned the opportunity to get himself right, even though they missed the playoffs last year. He's earned it, but it's not a long leash. That's why I'm saying the 25 game mark because you got to have time left. You got to have something left in the season for the mm-hmm. next guy to turn it around with. Otherwise, the players will just give up. So, mm-hmm. um, any final thoughts to round out this episode? I know it's getting late here as we always push it up against the the button here. Uh, any final <laughs> thoughts to round it out? Um. Not really. Only uh, I've been doing the puck offs for the last few weeks. It's your turn, man. All right. All right. Well, my, my final thought is this, and I think you'll agree with me real, real quick, just uh, to end the show. Unfortunately, on a sad note with Adam Johnson passing away from a freak accident, it was a freak accident. Um, I, I, I have not actually had a chance to see the footage and I'm not seeking it out to be honest with no, you. Um, you're, you're, I, I, I watched it. So no one else had to, uh, you're good. I just, you're anybody who's it. actively posting that shame on you yeah. because we know the result. First of all, even when we didn't know the result, shame on you. Yeah. Double shame I on you. Not the, see a fatal injury on my timeline. Thanks. Yeah. But even that, like, aside from that, like you don't know who's going to see that post, whether they were at the game, whether they watched the game, whether they're related to him, whether they know someone who played with him. I mean, this is hitting the Pittsburgh Penguins organization hard. Mm -hmm. There are players who played with him in Pittsburgh and it's affecting them in a hard way. 
So for you to promote something like that and say, oh, everybody should see this. No, they shouldn't. No, no one needs to see it. No one went there looking to see it. No. And, and there's another narrative out there that this was an intentional thing done by, I, I forget the player's name, but you know, even his teammates, the, uh, the, the teammates Matt of, Pettgrave. thank you. Like they're coming to his defense to sit there and go, there's no way this was, you can't pre-plan it for one. Second of all, it wasn't. Like, this is a freak accident. If you're trying to push that narrative that this was premeditated, pre-planned, just puck off. The dude, you look at him, and it's like if you screamed the word lawyer and the word came out of your mouth and landed next to you and then turned into a person, they would look like Gary Bettman. <laughs> Their faucet filter, ultra filters, the fi ultra filters the water. Nah, fuck. 